Tito's and Shiner Gonna be an all-nighter And I just might find her At the Whataburger line Dance halls and women But man, I'm wishing That I was fishing by the river Welcome to the Monday episode of Tex-ish. We have a timely, very timely, very important episode, interview episode of Tex-ish coming your way with Allison Bowler moore This is our first recurring guest. It was very awesome, selfishly, to get to show her how our space has changed <laughs> yeah. since the last time she was here. And it was also great to catch up with her on a personal level, mm-hmm. but more, well, not more importantly, equally, equal. Equal. As important was getting to hear about how we got to the point where the Texas governor and attorney general can refer to getting children transgender care as child abuse. Allison is uh, she's a social work lobbyist, lobbyist um, advocate, right. yeah. advocate, and she does a lot of education. She speaks in a lot in the legislature, mm-hmm. so she was kind enough to give us her time to really talk through what the issue is, what's happening, and keep in mind these bills did not pass. Yeah, none of the bills, none of the anti-transgender bills, except for the uh, sports one, way back when, way back when, um, have passed. But having her on is really important because we want to keep this discussion open and continuing mm-hmm. so that we can take the pulse of where the culture of all this is at. So yeah. this is a great interview, a great episode from a you know wonderful human being. Who does a lot of important work yes, and cares does. about Texas and cares about the people who make it home. Absolutely. So we're going to get to that in a second. Just really quick. Seth. Yeah. Have you ever trimmed your downstairs? Would you believe if, uh, if I said I have? Oh, well, have you ever done it with a Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0? Now that you mention it, the Lawnmower 4.0 is now my go-to nether region grooming tool. Well, tell me about it. How does it feel? What, are, what does it feel like? Have you ever slipped under silk bed sheets and rolled around naked? Oh, I've done it in silk underwear, my friend. It feels like that. It is the silkiest, smoothest, breeziest, most wonderful, comfortable feeling you could ever possibly have in your underoos. It is the most gentle shave for your balls you will ever have. It's so gentle that when you're finished, you think, there's no way that got everything. And you look down, and it's glossy, it's shiny. It is a freshly mowed lawn for your freshly mowed pubes. And you can look at it like you're looking at a 4K TV because it has that nifty little headlamp on the lawnmower 4.0 there with the skin safe technology. No more awkwardly standing, straddling your toilet with a flashlight light in your mouth trying to see what you've been missing been there just grab the lawnmower mower 4.0 it's got a light right on it it's Absolutely. water resistant we wouldn't recommend you just throw it in the bathtub and shave there but you know what if you're more comfortable shaving in the shower do you give it a go if you're more comfortable shaving outside in the sprinklers do that too just make sure it's in the backyard make sure it's in the backyard manscaped <laughs> lawnmower 4.0 the best in men's below the belt grooming and you can get a lawnmower 4.0 or any other manscaped product at manscaped.com using what code seth that's going to be code texish that's capital t-e-x-i-s-h 
For how much, Gunner? For 20% off and free worldwide shipping at manscaped.com. Manscaped.com using code TEXISH, all capitals, T-E-X-I-S-H, to get a lawnmower 4.0 or anything else in the store. Green product of your choice. For 20% off. Not 10, not 15. 20% off at manscaped.com using code TEXISH. And without further ado, now that you've bought a new lawnmower 4.0 using code Texas at manscaped.com, 20% off. Allison Bullwear more. Allison Bullwear more. Allison Bullwear more. Let's get to it. Perfect. Great. Um, <laughs> so, so we'll be mad in about 10 minutes yeah. before we get there. Can you, can you kind of, like, say what has happened, and then let's back up and go into the context of everything. What I think it's important to know is that in the 2017 session, that was the first time that there was a specifically anti-transgender bill filed in Texas. Okay. That was the one that got the most traction. People may know about it. It's called the bathroom bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was essentially saying children had to use the bathroom that aligned with what was on their unamended birth certificate, mm-hmm. not the gender that they identify by. Mm-hmm. And when you actually saw the public hearings for those bills, the majority of the people there were opposing the bills. Mm-hmm. Teachers were opposing the bills. Administrators were opposing. Families opposing. Mm-hmm. And um, the bill did not pass during the legislative session, but then there was a special session called, and the bill did not pass then, and mm-hmm. the bill was dropped. Just dropped completely. The business community was what helped in that situation. Mm -hmm. So all the businesses were really teaming up and saying, we don't want this for Texas because it won't make us competitive for attracting talent here. And Mm -hmm. it makes us lose contracts. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was there any element too of like, we don't want to build more bathrooms or we don't want to even... Where business is also like, we don't want to pay more money to change stuff. We want to bring so much complexity into just like that little part of, well, what are we going to do with bathrooms? Like, we don't, this is a bathroom. It shouldn't be a political issue. Yeah. Which is why you see the rise of all the, you know, the all gender bathrooms. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which are cleaner, by the way. Which I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think it gets to the point that in other countries, this isn't a thing. Like, right. we have gender-neutral bathrooms. It's not a big deal. Have had it. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And even the issue that they were saying was it protects women and girls from, mm-hmm. quote, men coming into the bathroom, quote, unquote. That's already a law. So it was yeah. really this, mm-hmm. you know, slippery slope argument. So yeah. Anyway, that bill wasn't successful in 2017. It wasn't brought up in 2019. And then what we saw in 2021 was this onslaught of anti-LGBTQ bills. Mm -hmm. Um, So while it wasn't the bathroom bill, it was kind of looking at um, transgender issues from different ways. Mm -hmm. There was one that was saying doctors who provide gender-affirming care won't have medical liability for those services. That was one bill. Do you need me to move closer? No, no, I, you, you don't even pay attention to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so that was one way of kind of attacking the transgender community was removing liability protection so that less doctors would feel comfortable yeah, providing that. Because suddenly mm-hmm. their license is at risk. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And what I think is really important for people to know is that there's so much misinformation about what this even looks like for kids under 18. Mm-hmm. They're using the most inflammatory language to scare people. Mm-hmm. Castration you know, mutilation, child abuse. Yeah. And so it's really creating, it's really creating fear around something that isn't a real perception of what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Mostly for 
kids, it is social transitioning yeah. as they feel comfortable. Yeah. Using a different name, using mm-hmm. different pronouns, trying different things out. Mm-hmm. And what people need to know is it is a multidisciplinary team before any medical intervention is ever used. Mm-hmm. And normally for, for teenagers, that might include medication, you know, puberty, right. suppressants, mm-hmm. and things like that, hormones. But it is not removing organs or changing the mm-hmm. bodies. Right. You and know, it's not as simple yeah. as I want to change exactly. and then you get then access you get to exactly. so there's so much misinformation yeah. and what people are are really doing is putting this very very small group of people and families mm-hmm. in a space where they don't feel safe in our state I was going to ask because it's there's so much hullabaloo about what is ultimately 0.1% like what is the actual percentage that this applies to I mean honestly Seth it's tricky because we know that obviously there are you know I think the latest statistic is like maybe 10% or 15% of people are LGBTQ sure. we don't know what percent of that yeah what percent of that is yeah, yeah. and it, I guess that makes sense because yeah. it's it's uncomfortable and mm-hmm. it's kind of fucking private right and yeah. people know that you know what we saw during the session was families were saying because my kid has been in a safe environment, mm-hmm. their peers don't even know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. If their peers know them as this name, right. mm-hmm. they don't know them as something else. Yeah. And so it's, it's actually outing them. Mm-hmm. And, and like, that discrimination piece is so learned. Mm-hmm. I, um, and this is anecdotal, and I don't love using anecdotes because they're such a small yeah. slice of experience. But You're I so think, smart. <laughs> but I do think <laughs> they're important. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, stories matter. Stories yeah. matter. And this story is uh, somebody who's very close to their cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I believe she identifies as a woman, mm-hmm. but at that point, she was so young and was going through that exploratory right. phase of, well, I'm going to wear dresses. Right. I'm going to grow my hair long. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, I think she changed her name, mm-hmm. and it was a slow process. Right. And I got to witness caring, loving parents. Right addressing it Mm -hmm. you know communicating finding the boundaries working with a team of you know Mm -hmm. people who care to make sure that this person got the care that they Mm -hmm. needed rather than be attacked Mm -hmm. be outed be demonized by their own state Mm -hmm. and their community and so i got to see the good right and it was so wonderful to see this person go from sad and depressed Mm -hmm. to i'm like come on people have problems but like relatively functioning mm-hmm. and normal and interactive yeah. and go from shutting down in, right. in communication situations to mm-hmm. holding a conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what people say a lot is, you know, people who share their stories say, this was life-changing medical care for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. because being affirmed helped me not be depressed, helped mm-hmm. me not consider suicide. Yeah. So back to the session was just kind of just knowing this context going in. There's yeah. already been this kind of rhetoric about you know genital mutilation of children Mm -hmm. and this really inflammatory rhetoric coming from the far right yeah Um, well and abbott's been off his rocker i mean wheelchair um (laughs) real like the special sessions have all been centered around some pretty extreme and is it just because he wants that religious wing of the right 
to keep him in office? Is that ultimately what it comes down to? I think that's what it comes mm-hmm. down to. Because if you ask the average Texan, this mm-hmm. doesn't matter to them. Yeah. To the far right, religious right, it mm-hmm. does. But to the average Texan, they don't see this as an issue. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so during session, there were more bills filed in Texas than any other state that were anti-LGBT. Mm-hmm. So it was the transgender sports ban mm-hmm. that I spoke to y'all about mm-hmm. in our last podcast. Um, that requires kids to play on sports with their unaffected yeah. birth certificate. Mm-hmm. That bill did pass in the third special session, ultimately. And it okay. went into effect on January, I think, like, 15th or 18th. Okay, of this like year, of right. This year. Okay. But all of the other anti-transgender bills did not pass. So there mm-hmm. was the medical liability one. Mm-hmm. There was another one that was um, defining or redefining child abuse to include gender-affirming care, which is mm-hmm. what... So... Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that bill didn't pass. But what I think is so important to know is that the bill did not pass, but it did make it out of the Senate. Mm-hmm. I testified against the bill. And what I don't think people fully understand, and when I would talk to staffers in individual conversations, they seem to get it more. Mm-hmm. But what people don't understand is that there are so many professions that their license is tied with being a mandatory reporter. Yeah. Social workers are in that. So yeah. I am a mandatory reporter yeah. on mm-hmm. child abuse and neglect. Yeah. And elder abuse. And mm-hmm. Right. Abuse. Yeah. My wife so, is a physical so therapist. therapist. Yeah. It's the same thing. And if that gets lumped in with that. Professionals. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, nurses. Yeah. Like, they all have to as part of your license and profession. So, mm-hmm. When that bill came up, yeah. that was what we were raising behind the scenes was what y'all don't understand is you're going to put licensed professionals at risk because they will either have to report a child for mm-hmm. being trans and being in a loving family that's mm-hmm. affirming and accepting yeah. them. Or <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we got that face like oh, man. Put their professional license at risk. Yeah. And yeah. I will say like. Social workers are like, well, screw that. I'm going to put my license. Exactly. Yeah, like yeah, social yeah. workers are like, oh, well, we'll just yeah. risk our license yeah. then. Yeah. But and a lot of other professionals were saying the same thing. Yeah. But also, what does this symbolize? And what does it say to trans families? Yeah. And it goes back to what we talked about the first time you were here. Mm-hmm. How dare you turn Texans against Texans? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Yeah, and weaponize information. Yeah. Like... Yes. That's so. All this comes back to this is so anti-Texan, which is probably hard for some people who lean a little more right to hear, because there is this rhetoric of well, it's against the Bible or it's against it's against these beliefs, therefore it is, it is Texan to be against this. But there's a reality that no, it's anti-Texan because anti-Texan. If we are truly going to say that parental rights matter mm-hmm. and that families making decisions as a family matter mm-hmm. yeah and you have to be okay with this yeah yeah i'm also sure as a parent growing up i mean parents today are probably yeah. people who were kids in the 80s and 90s right. i'm sure it's hard enough to have a child growing up in a time mm-hmm. where they are a little more free to figure out who they are you know from gender to name to interests and whatever i'm sure it's hard enough to figure out how do i lovingly raise this child and affirm who they are in a culture that's very is so different in a good way Mm -hmm. from what i was raised in so also how dare the government say no we get to enter into that and fuck with it um like that just doesn't make sense and and i think it's also important to clarify nobody is 
actively promoting giving a 10 year old hormone blockers. Exactly. Yeah. That is not what these things are, mm-hmm. are about. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, I lived in California for a long time. Yeah. I've, I've heard of parents who were like, yes, my, my kid is trans. Mm-hmm. Let's get them on hormone blockers. Yeah. How's your kid? Five. Yeah. yeah. Can we pump yeah. the brakes? Yeah. yeah. Nobody is advocating for preemptive yeah well in know. that situation is again what point oh whatever per, per, am i correct in yeah. some way yeah that's a small percentage right and i think it's like a dangerous like slippery slope yeah. to say like mm-hmm. oh well this parent is being like too supportive it's like okay well that's a decision that's made with a medical team you know, yeah it's exactly. not maybe judged yeah also yeah. that's a parent trying their best yeah, to their best. yeah not like outcast their own child and it's right. not like the the appropriate guidance within this issue couldn't prevent you know um preemptive right. action yeah. right yeah. and that's that's why instead of just sweeping it across the board and saying mm-hmm. you know don't do it putting resources on right. trying to report people it would be maybe better served to increase yeah. the amount of care and yeah. attention mm-hmm. exactly. resources <laughs> exactly and so go figure I know. So, <laughs> that bill didn't pass during mm-hmm. session, yeah. but one of the representatives who has since stepped down and now he's running for another position, but he asked the attorney general for an opinion. Mm-hmm. So when the attorney generals ask for an opinion, they have six months to provide it. So we knew that mm-hmm. that opinion was coming around this time. So this is like a systematic thing. Yeah. This is, it's not just like, hey, what's your opinion on this? No, this, this is like a this state. Is for a... Right. That's this is like a what thing. The attorney general's job is, is okay. to be the like state's lawyer. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what's important to know is that that is a political position. Mm-hmm. That person is, is running elected. for re-election. Yeah. Right now, yeah. And yeah. they mm-hmm. are being primaried very hard. And mm-hmm. so to say that this didn't come out at a strategic time for everyone involved would be ignorant. It would be very ignorant. <laughs> yeah. But we knew that this would be released by the end of February, so advocates were ready. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we knew that the rhetoric from the letter asking for the opinion and the way that the Attorney General has been on this issue, we mm-hmm. knew that it was not going to be a good response. Yeah. But it's also a non-binding legal opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No bill passed changing the law about child abuse or about mandatory reporting. No rules changed, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm nervous about is and i know other advocates are nervous too is that when the attorney general's opinion came out last week of course there's a media response yeah as there should be Mm -hmm. because it's not okay what was said Mm -hmm. um and for those that don't know essentially the attorney general said that gender affirming care is child abuse yeah and And his opinion is legal right like he's literally meaning legally it is child abuse right and it's like an 18 yeah. yeah, and he knows what he's doing, right? Like, yeah, I mean, he he knows what he's doing. Well, from a like, from saying, from giving an opinion as the attorney general, this is child abuse. He knows what he's doing as far as, like you said, it's strategy. Yeah, it is one hundred percent strategy. Whether he believes what he wrote or not is kind of irrelevant. <laughs> In immaterial, and that's the unfortunate yeah. thing about politics. Yep. So that comes out. That comes out, and mm-hmm. then three days later, while all of us are working on responses to the opinion, mm-hmm. Governor Abbott issues a letter to the Department of Family Protective Services, which houses investigations mm-hmm. and houses child protective services, and yeah. directs them to start investigating instances of gender affirming care and says that mandatory reporters should start reporting it 
But this is the thing, and this is what everyone needs to know. You know, we've been meeting mm-hmm. with legal experts all week mm-hmm. to make sure that we understand the situation because I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. But no laws changed. Like, mm-hmm. the bills yeah. didn't pass. And as yeah. much as the attorney general can say whatever they want, the governor can say what he wants. This wasn't an executive mm-hmm. order. No laws were changed. No yeah. policies were changed. No rules were changed. Yeah. And so what it's really done, though, is create fear mm-hmm. and just has freaked everyone out. Like, yeah. many questions, you know, I'm a therapist. Do I need to start reporting my family? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no. No, you don't. No. Please do the opposite. Yeah. Just protect them because mm-hmm. they're scared right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for doing the work of informing people who matter what mm-hmm. the legal yeah. Options mm. are so and just what, what it actually means. One more time, if you're a mandatory reporter, yeah. you do not. You are not legally bound to report exactly. anything. Exactly. You in that your, realm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You have your professional. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely, and that's. I mean, I think it's key that we we educate on these things and that we talk about them openly, because then it enhances the ability for the mm-hmm. people that we entrust to make these decisions like that. Yeah. Whenever they see these things that they can see them for what they are. So why... I understand... I mean, I don't like it. I understand, in a way, the Attorney General, because of whoever's politically backing him up with re-election, making a statement like that. Is Abbott the same case? Like, why does he also step in and make such a flagrant Mm -hmm. threat? I mean, that's a threat. It's not a law. It's not... Because elections, right? Like, is that all it is? So the primaries are Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Um, Get out and vote. Yeah, get out and vote. (laughs) Um, But what's tricky is this isn't the first time that... And I'm trying to remember the timing of when I spoke on y'all's podcast last, but... Yeah, that was... Like August, September, somewhere in there. It was right after SBA passed. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's not a clarifier. Last time we talked, we were talking about a bill that actually passed. passed. Yeah, exactly. Right now we're talking about bills that have not passed, but threats that have been made. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. So I'm trying to remember exactly what timeline that was, but even back in August, I don't remember if it was before or after we spoke, but the attorney, or sorry, the governor... And DFPS, they've already exchanged letters about mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Where they mm-hmm. were like, the governor asked the DFPS commissioner to look into mm-hmm. if this is child abuse. Mm-hmm. And then the DFPS commissioner responded like, yes, these very certain instances of genital mutilation is yeah. child abuse. Mm-hmm. And what's important to know is that that is not what gender affirming care is. Yeah. Yes. That That's very key. Yeah. yeah. And even in the attorney general's opinion, mm-hmm. it says like at the very end, this does not apply to medically necessary treatment. And so all of us are like, <laughs> yeah. ding, 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 Like, wait, so that's right like there. 98% of the cases yeah, anyway. Hey, uh, <laughs> can somebody good with WordPress or like <laughs> just bold just italics? Yeah. Like, can we not? What? Why is this an issue that they've chosen to go after? I think, and this is my opinion as Allison, mm-hmm. is that I think yeah. gay marriage is like extremely tough to mm-hmm. fight anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I think that is people, anybody fighting it still? Not that I know. Okay. Yeah. But I think like okay, this is how I've kind of seen it is that when I first started working in this space, gay marriage wasn't legal yet. Mm-hmm. And that was what I remember people still talking about. Yeah. And since it became legal. I think that there's had to be a shift to what else can we rally culturally behind. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions and misunderstandings about the LGBTQ plus yeah. and transgender mm-hmm. people. And so to me, it seems to be this is the kind of new scapegoat that we can focus on. Mm-hmm. Look at how 
weird this is. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to say that, but that's well, literally what they think. The way that being homosexual 10 years ago, 20 years yeah. ago, was taboo. Right. right. Is it now this is the taboo yes. thing that the right, that's and in a lot of ways the right and left can prop up mm-hmm. four votes. Like it can go both ways, yeah. but. And there have always been transgender people. Mm-hmm. It's sure, just yeah. that I think there's more people that are out. Yeah. It's more like, uh, yeah, out. it's more visual. Yeah. Yeah. Visual. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's more represented. And we have a more affirming and supportive culture, mm-hmm. so maybe people feel more comfortable to share. To, or explore. Just, is, it, is it just the old guard not willing to give up control? <laughs> is it all white dudes not dying? That's pretty much what Seth is asking. I mean, I think that could be part of it, but honestly, I just think that this is something that really people, for whatever reason, like feel so emboldened by. Mm-hmm. Like, sports bill mm-hmm. I think we talked about last time maybe a little bit it did pass mm-hmm. um the thing that they kept coming back to they called it the save women's sports act which mm-hmm. is like i'm a woman mm-hmm. i played sports yeah what yeah it is yeah well it's probably like oh now you care about women's yeah, sports exactly. yeah it's so patronizing yeah. it's like this is where you like had to deal with all those women's the... basketball jokes when yeah. i was a kid and now like what yeah. is this and like look you fall wherever you fall like on your personal opinion yeah. but we're talking about equality under the law right. mm-hmm. which is kind of the whole point of this entire experiment right and kids wanting to play sports it's mm-hmm. not yeah the, the argument they were making was that people could change their birth certificates to get scholarships mm-hmm. and win things and i was legitimately like what like there i mean look i'm sure it could possibly happen there mm-hmm. are crazy people in the world but there are weird so yeah much. well and we're so back to the, like that's such yeah. a small percentage such a small to percentage. prop up and say this is gonna happen all the time i feel like by focusing on small things like that you mm-hmm. give it so much more power mm-hmm. than it has right. and i mean i guess you were a swimmer mm-hmm. so there were the the uh the transgender swimmers yeah who were dominating yeah. at the moment, but I, I don't even think they were swimming under um, uh, under scholarship, were they? No. Yeah. And there's even, I've seen broadly, mm-hmm. a support for them within the swimming community. Mm-hmm. Like, an article where all these people signed on saying, like, we support and we want sure. them to be who they are and we're mm-hmm. happy that they feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, I've thought about it a lot because... Um, when they were having all these debates about the transgender sportsman, I thought back and I was thinking, like, how would I have felt as a high school swimmer if that had happened? Mm-hmm. And I was like, one, I hope that I would have been, like, accepted. You hope, right? Mm-hmm. Hope. Yeah. You but hope. I also don't know, because that, I didn't know anyone who was mm-hmm. like yeah. that then. But yeah. Well, and then you put the yeah. lens of competition on it. And, yeah. and I'm sure there are people out there who are like, well, I'm third, and the yeah. only two people better than mm-hmm. me used to have yeah. Testosterone. Yeah. Uh, and that is what it is. Yeah. And that's just maybe the world that we're moving into. Mm-hmm. But they're also going to be like people that are faster than you because they were born with taller parents. You know right. I mean? like, yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like to mm-hmm. me, it's just kind of like a non. Just like a non issue. Oh, well. like, but yeah. I also wasn't trying to get a scholarship. That's true. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, I'm not swimming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Past again, we're, we're talking about <laughs> such specific, such specific yeah. little instances. issues, but it is important to it, the people yeah. who it affects. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And I think what's scarier about this, um, so it's like first we had the sports bill, which mm-hmm. you know, again, it's what does this symbolize? Mm-hmm. And what does it show to the LGBTQ community in Texas? It mm-hmm. shows we don't care about you. We don't affirm you. Yeah. We don't care that your kids want to be included and be treated as normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And then to have this come out, now parents are legitimately thinking about moving from Texas mm -hmm. or yeah. they're, you know, making sure that they have all their documents ready in case they do have something brought up against Yeah, them. in case right. there's basically like a witch hunt, yeah. right? Like that's kind of, that sounds extreme, yeah. but that's what the governor's yeah. statement implies, right? Right. Well, and an angle we haven't even touched on yet is that it is a bipartisan effort in Texas to keep kids out of the foster care system when mm -hmm. possible. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. It is just a bipartisan, what can we do to prevent families from yeah. doing this? Because mm -hmm. it's not something that we want families to go into, right? Yeah. So why would we then make changes to bring families in unnecessarily mm -hmm. when they are loving and affirming Yeah, kids? and then separate them from it, their kids. Yeah, it seems exactly. like overwhelming system that is already overwhelmed. Yeah. 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 Well, it also seems like a big government move by a state by that a state prides itself on small right. government. And yeah. that the governor has a parental bill of rights that he unveiled early this year as part mm -hmm. of his platform, but then this is also a parental rights issue. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Weird thing about his platforms, they're all handicapped they're accessible. <laughs> Uh, that was. I'm glad that last time I yeah, made yeah, the yeah. one that made her pause. Yeah, I'm glad that it was. Yeah, this time. Um, and it is. It's a very noticeable like double standard. Yeah, and yeah, we want the personal rights that are good for the parents. I agree with. Right, that which around. Just makes no sense, and so. What does this imply moving forward? I think we've touched on some of it, but from inside the house, literally, like, what does this imply? I mean, I think what you're going to see is people are still coming up with legal, like, analyses of mm -hmm. this. I think that on Tuesday, we'll see how it fares mm -hmm. for the governor and the attorney general and the lieutenant governor. We'll mm -hmm. see how their numbers are at the polls. Um, we'll see if this helps them or not. Mm -hmm. But I think moving forward, it's going to be watching to see if there actually is an uptick in people calling in families. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and we'll just have to be prepared that next session, they will again try to pass this bill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I knew that this was coming back next session. Like, all advocates knew that. I don't think that I was prepared for this level of... Mm -hmm action during the... Like, they turned the yeah. heat up a lot. Like, they're pretty much showing their hand, right? Like... Mm -hmm. The actual governor and attorney general are saying, like, as far as the Republicans of this state goes, this is where we're trying to lead them, right? And a lot of people were noticeably silent. A lot of legislators were, like, noticeably silent mm -hmm. commenting on it this week, which mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's before primaries. Like, yeah. Very right. Clean, they just want to be I was going to ask, like, why yeah. are they silent? Would, it, would that mean they I disagree mean, or they're just trying to get reelected? I think they're being mindful of, especially mm -hmm. those in suburban areas, mm -hmm. they're being mindful that this issue might not fare well for them either. Like, they don't want to come out either way. Like, they just yeah. don't want to touch it. Yeah. 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 Yikes. Politicians are all fucking cowards. They're so cowardice, most of them. Um, but we have Allison, who is bold. I'm glad that we have her. I was going to say, like, she's not a politician. Well, that's what I meant. And there was a Am I wrong? There's a reason that you've never run for any type of office. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. Yeah. And I. Support others. Yes. Well, that's. I want to move forward in a minute, but. Just want to ask what you've always cared for people who couldn't really advocate for themselves or make a difference in their life that they needed. And so with the transgender community, like when, when did your heart really start to notice some time? Like when did you start really advocating for the transgender community? 
It's interesting because that's been part of my job in an interesting way that mm-hmm. I wasn't really anticipating. Yeah. Like I knew that as a social worker, we're very social justice oriented. That's mm-hmm. like part of our history. Mm-hmm. It's really trying to empower people, empower communities, and mm-hmm. um, care about equity and justice. But I think having more of a focus on LGBTQ issues has just been because that's where politics are right now. Yeah. So yeah. I mm-hmm. had to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been something that I care about personally just because I really have a heart for just being welcoming and inclusive and affirming. And as mm-hmm. a Christian, I'm an affirming Christian and I want other people to see that you can be a Christian and also be welcoming and affirming mm-hmm. to LGBTQ people. Yeah. You don't have to understand it to yeah. care and love. Yeah, it's not your responsibility. <laughs> and what... Um, what is something that maybe especially the Christian, the Texas Republican Christian community, because that's a very specific group, mm-hmm. does not understand or refuses to understand about the transgender community and specifically the transgender youth community? I think they just refuse to understand or even try to look at what it, what the issues actually are. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. think there truly needs to be more education on what gender affirming care is Mm -hmm. and the research behind it because they use the same statistics over and over to try to dispute it without Mm -hmm. looking at all the research that actually shows it decreases suicide rates Mm -hmm. and actually helps people have more meaningful lives like you're talking about stuff Mm -hmm. you know less anxiety and depression when people can be their true selves Mm -hmm. so i think it's more an education about what the issue actually is Mm -hmm. and a lack of and this drove me like nuts during session is this lack of even using respectful terms mm-hmm. yeah like i don't even want to repeat some of the things that were said but it was just not even using correct terminology that is extremely offensive to people mm-hmm. you don't sure. need, you don't have to understand it to like use the right and respectful terms yeah um but that's what i think really it just education about what the isu- issues actually are and mm-hmm. actually looking at research and actually thinking about it outside and oh wait maybe we could actually talk to people yeah and families because i think they would see that this issue is so much more like they might have so much more empathy if they actually like put a face to it yeah and talk to people mm-hmm. because every single legislator has people in their district no matter how rural they are yeah they have LGBTQ people and yeah. trans people in mm-hmm. their community. Yeah, we're from Andrews. We had yeah. a tiny conservative town. Yeah. I think we all we all had we all we all didn't just know gay people. We yeah. knew yeah. we were friends with yeah. gay people in our school. Mm-hmm. Like and you know, for all the you know, it was a rural conservative place yeah. and I think we got lucky with specifically our teaching staff. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that it fostered an environment where the people who are being marginalized today yeah. did not feel as unaccepted. Yeah. Um, There's definitely I, the, I could be wrong, but yeah. it, there were the redneck comments in the hallway 100%. from students, but as far as but teachers teacher. exemplifying like not and, just care and respect, but in the way that it's like, well, it doesn't matter that you're gay. Yeah. Like you're a person, you're a yeah. human. Well, and I think there were safe spaces within mm-hmm. the school, like mm-hmm. thinking about some of the things we were yeah. involved with. I yeah, think absolutely. About, like those were safe spaces that even though we didn't know all the right terms yeah. at the yeah. time, there were people could be themselves. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And what that looked like for them then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so So what is what does an effective 
what does effective um, planning and future education look mm -hmm. like and what is the average Texan's role in moving that forward? That's a good question. I think first and foremost, it's supporting the groups that are already doing the work. Mm -hmm. So there are some amazing groups in Texas, and y'all, they do not get paid enough. Like, <laughs> although I was so happy to see they got a lot of, or they were posting that they were getting a lot of donations I bet, from yeah. out of state. Because people are like, we want to help. But yeah. groups like Equality Texas, Transgender Education Network of Texas, these are groups that have, are embedded in the community your local pride center. Mm -hmm. I think supporting groups that are already doing the education, can you donate? Can mm -hmm. you see if they have an ally class yeah. or something that you can sure. do to learn more? Um, I think that's first and foremost. Supporting and endorsing and electing legislators who care. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Does that exist? Party. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt. Sorry, I hate yeah. being okay. a male interrupting. I'm saving with my cynicism <laughs> regarding politics. Yeah. Where are you on that spectrum right now? This week was very hard. It was very hard. I think I got a little more cynical this week, but I did see legislators posting and sharing and supportive people, yeah. and that mm -hmm. is positive. But it's hard not to get cynical, especially with this issue. But mm -hmm. I think supporting and endorsing people who will stick up for LGBTQ yeah. people. And I think, again, it should not be partisan. And there are some yeah. Republicans who will. I was going to ask. Yeah. Are the, and I'm asking. There are. there are. Yeah. Can we name a few? And I'm asking that specifically because it's so much easier to be like, yeah, of course, Democrats yeah. are yeah. supportive of we this. We kind of assume. So many of the moderates are retiring. Like, yeah. They aren't coming back because yeah. Well, y'all cuss, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot we, this podcast. Yeah, you can, yeah. shitty last session was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't forget three special sessions. Mm -hmm. There's so many of the moderates who I They're love. They're just fed up. Like, these yeah. yeah. I was like, yes. Yay. They are retiring. Well, it's like, so much harder. I can't handle this. Right. It's you know? so much harder to be moderate, right? Yeah. Because. They're being pushed to be more right. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, no. No, exactly. I, I'm. And then they're being pulled to be more left and yeah. they're also like well no well, no there's some things that other things <laughs> right, right. which is the nuance and i do yeah. think there's a lot of and i will say this a lot of people that will a hundred percent behind the scenes do what they can to try to slow these bills down mm -hmm. to show support and sadly publicly they have to kind of be more neutral mm -hmm. right. or be more like yeah but behind the scenes mm -hmm. they have more empathy yeah. Um, so I think we need to get And that's just to stay in office, office, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get meta really quick. Do you, I met, cause this is something I think of a lot, not just with politicians, but with creatives, with any creative mm -hmm. endeavor, the whole idea of, well, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't say that. Mm -hmm. I can't make this. Mm -hmm. Do y'all think that's real? Like this perception, yeah. Like, do y'all think that's real in the way that we perceive it to be? Because even on this podcast, sometimes I think of saying something and think I can't say that, but then I also think, well, I could. I don't actually think it's. I don't know. Just what's y'all's opinion? <laughs> Fair, Allison. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, you. Okay. Um, yeah, because we're in different worlds. Yeah, we are. I think as a social worker, and it's so funny. I talk to my husband John all the time about. Yeah, I talked about racism for three hours today and mm -hmm. things, and he's like. Yeah. He's an engineer. So yeah, I never think about. I that never. Yeah. Yeah. Work, you know? yeah. But I think being a social worker in the social work field, we are trying to talk about all of these isms all mm -hmm. the time and improve them. But mm -hmm. I honestly think, Gunner, we're never going to say the right things all the time. Like, mm -hmm. I think you have to be coming from a space of willing to learn. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a balance. Like, yeah. Coming in and like 
purposely saying something offensive yeah. or are you going in and like I want to learn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. I say something that's offensive but I don't know because I'm not in the same space y'all are where I'm not trying to create right. yeah. like content mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. fair Which I'll, I mean what you said comes back to the respect piece yeah. like of yeah. course speak with yeah. an idea of respecting people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Gunnar and I were raised well in that we will yes, always, <laughs> yeah, uh, as were you, as, and as we will always respect the person as yeah. an individual, exactly. as a human being mm-hmm. first. Yeah. So regardless of any type of like political ideology or ethical mm-hmm. uh, disagreements, mm-hmm. we will always put that person yeah. first mm-hmm. um, yeah. as a person. Mm-hmm. So when you come back to like, I don't know, I guess your question was more, do you think that other people are out to like cancel. Yeah, I think that's my question. Is is, are, are as many people out to get us? Mm-hmm. You know, I think of a politician yeah. who is empathetic toward the transgender yeah. community but leans more right. So they pull strings behind the scenes, which is great, but don't have the balls to just say it. So then the question becomes one of is it more important to actually make a difference if you have to put on a face mm-hmm. so that you can stay in the position to make the difference? Like, is that the job? Do, do I need to take back things I've said about politicians and be like, look, if you're doing the good work, you're doing the good work. I don't care how you have to do it. I mean, I, now we're getting back to me being a purist because I'm like, no, <laughs> if, if you're doing the good work, yeah. say it. Screw any idea of any of your stupid constituents who, th- yeah. who are going to cancel you. That's dumb. Ideologically, I agree with that. But I think it's clear in the political sphere that you cannot always say the thing that you know is right because you know you have to serve your constituents or at least appear a certain way for them. Maybe at this point constituents so, don't matter. <laughs> I, I look man, I mean we are we're living proof that they do because the way that the way that the politicians frame these mm-hmm. bills mm-hmm. is why they get voted yes or no, yeah. the way mm-hmm. that they frame these issues is why they stay in office or don't. Which is why I don't like them. Um, <laughs> well, and we have really dismal like yeah. voting numbers in texas and mm-hmm. like, oh wait and then they passed a voter bill that makes it, it, makes even, it even harder, harder to do it mm-hmm. which yeah. like let's let's get past the the fact that that's just stupid like it's so Should anti-american we shouldn't we want as yeah many people, shouldn't you want a lot make it easier exactly. to vote yeah right isn't that democracy mm-hmm. you would think i thought it was <laughs> and um oh, you go ahead no I mean, I guess just to come back to, with me personally, we have, you know, we have a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout so out we, whenever we say things, <laughs> we have to think about um, representing the, you know, the things we represent. But mm-hmm. ultimately, for, for me, me personally, I'll say whatever I want if I think it. And then if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. Yeah. I, and that's my that. stance. Yeah. That's yeah. my. That's all. And if we're wrong, please tell us we're wrong. We are open to being yeah. told we're wrong. And having humility. <laughs> yeah. Having humility. Which um, I like that y'all are purposeful about bringing on different perspectives. We try. On podcast. And yeah. I think truly there's a difference between sharing your opinion and then sharing something that is like purposefully offensive. Yeah. I, mean, I truly think there's a difference. Yeah. We, we were talking the other day about like how easy it would be to just come out with an American flag behind us yeah. and shave our heads and be like, America first. Yeah. And then our, our like audience yeah, would explode. Explode, <laughs> potentially, but yeah. like it wouldn't be what we believed. At all. Like we wouldn't mean any of it. Yeah. Because we don't believe any of that. So um, slow growth. Slow growth. Slow growth um, with nuance is what is that uh, needle we're threading. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Back to topic yeah. at hand. Um, in your opinion, what is a misconception of Texas that this is creating outside of Texas? Ooh, that's 
a good one. Well, first, I saw so many people tweeting things like, you know, just leave. Mm-hmm. Just leave mm-hmm. Texas. And I think it's really discounting those of us, like us, mm-hmm. who have lived, grew, grew up here, yeah. have roots here, want to stay here, at least for now, and yeah. prove it. It's so yeah. frustrating to me to make this idea of, well, just leave because so many bad things are happening there. Mm-hmm. It's, quote, such a bad place. So that really bothers me. It's this kind of out of the state perception that mm-hmm. people should just leave and mm-hmm. like it's worth it's not worth fighting for. Yeah. When actually, and I think I talked about this last time I was on, if you truly look at the numbers, we're closer politically than people think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. are choosing to think. Yeah. Well, yeah. I also think of you pointing out that a lot of these transgender bills have not passed. Yeah. I mean, we can't say enough. They haven't, which they have shows. Not the bathroom yeah. bill didn't pass. Like, yeah. the one that's passed is this. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the child abuse bill that yeah. Like, yeah. And so I think what people, the misconception to me is that people actually think that we're a lot more conservative than mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. But it's the leadership that's conservative. Yeah. It's right. not, in my opinion, the people of Texas. I mm-hmm. actually think the people of Texas are a lot more moderate. Oh, like, very like, moderate, yeah. Like, yeah. People are moderate. I, I agree I with that. Most people are moderate. And I think yeah. most people in Texas really do think when they meet people, yeah. are you breathing? Yeah. Are you a human being? Yeah. Cool. Don't tell me anything else. Right. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't need either. Out of respect or just complete right. not caring at all. They're like, I don't care if your name is Zippity Zimzer and you're into toilets. Like, yeah. Like that's that's on you. That's that's your thing. That's cool. Like. I have family members who are Republicans be like, I don't need to know like what goes on in your bedroom. Yeah. Like that truly should be. Oh, my parents. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. My parents tell me a heterosexual married guy. They don't want to hear about what happens in my bedroom. And he keeps telling us anyway. We. (laughs) (laughs) What? I waited. I earned that. Good. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Oh man. Yeah. I I agree. That's, that's what I see anecdotally. And it's nice to hear that from somebody. I think. From somebody in the trenches, so to speak, of the work, that that's what you see as well. That's what I think. And I think that the younger generation is really trying to change things. And just that a lot of us are really trying to stick it out and trying to improve mm-hmm. things. Yeah. I, I truly think it's that the leadership is more conservative and they're in leadership positions. So they yeah. really shape the strategy and the agenda. And say dumb things. I'm, I'm always curious about that this. Too. And again, this is probably my cynicism <laughs> slipping okay. through. Um, so they're making a big what to do about transgender yeah. issues right now. Mm-hmm. So what are they trying to distract us from? Whoa! The power grid? <laughs> yeah. The fact that nothing changed with the power grid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the fact that we have maybe the highest uninsured rate of both adults and children, that mm-hmm. we didn't expand Medicaid, and that we actually have a lot of other issues in our state. Yeah. Wait, so they're distracting affect, like, us a lot of people. from things that yeah. matter. Yeah. Is that the best translation? Too long to read. Distracting right. us from stuff that actually affects people's lives. And it, it, I don't want to take away from the importance of protecting mm-hmm. people in our community who are coming under attack from power. Because I think that's very important. Well, let's say people, kids, yeah, from kids. protecting we're, we're, children. We're trying to protect children and families. Yeah. And as a state that values the family unit, we should really be on that, supposedly. We, it seems like we've, this makes it seem like we only value one kind of family unit, right. right? Which should be, I mean, the family unit we value should be a loving family unit. Mm-hmm. That's the one we should promote. Yeah, is there love? 
and again, I'm not trying to take away from the importance of looking at that, but again, it's it's a small percentage of the greater population, which to your point is being greatly affected mm-hmm. by a lack of initiative to you know change anything mm-hmm. with ERCOT, a lack of initiative to ensure the populace. What is wrong with what is wrong with the leadership that they won't focus on those things? I think it's who gets out and votes in primaries. Mm-hmm. That I mean, the governor has several people running against him in the primaries that are very aggressive, and same with the attorney general. I think it's knowing that the people who get out and vote in primaries that care about this. Stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I just think it's kind of more fringe issues that are like weirdly gaining some traction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're just always going to focus on that cultural clickbait. And like people are going to make the effort to go vote Mm -hmm. if they know a candidate stands for like this one extreme thing. Right. right? Mm -hmm. That's really sad. That's really sad. (laughs) That really (laughs) bums me out. Yeah. What? Uh, Yeah. If. You don't have to answer this if this gets a little too like close to the heart or too emotional. If you could talk to, like, one transgender youth in Texas right now, what would you want to tell them? I mean, I've thought about, like, what I would want to say, and I think first and foremost it's that there are so many people who do love you Mm -hmm. and that affirm you and that want you here, and, like, you will be protected by the majority of people, so Mm -hmm. don't let the people who are being like this hurt you and I think also just being a parent myself like I have thought so much about what I would do if one of my kids you know comes out in any way you know non-binary or gay or trans like I thought a lot about I care so much more about being an affirming parent Mm -hmm. and like supporting and loving them and letting them know Mm -hmm. that they're there than about being right or wrong and so I just want them to know that there are so many people like that yeah and where, when, when did you see in your experience the the right beginning to basically call it unloving to love a child? Because that's what it comes down to, right? Yeah. I mean, I think I saw this get media attention in 2019 mm-hmm. um, when there was a high-profile case that it got really ugly, a divorce dispute in, like, the DFW area. And mm-hmm. that's when this issue came out. Okay. Um, or this issue in Texas first started making appearances, in my, to my knowledge at least, was um, parents getting divorced and their kiddo um, was trans and the parents disagreed about their treatment. Mm-hmm. And this person got it, it got picked up by the media and yeah. the governor was making comments and it wasn't a legislative session at that time and so it's it's taken up since then. But yeah. I think I had never heard of this as an issue until 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think just purely, if you think about what child abuse truly is, it's really sickening to think that this constitutes mm-hmm. child abuse. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, eyes. yeah. And once again, anybody else's business. Yeah. And once again, <laughs> the terms for child abuse are clearly laid out. Yeah. Even within this, this yeah. entire, you know, addressing of the treatment mm-hmm. going, you know, within that paradigm. Yeah. So it's not like we don't know what child abuse would be in that situation. Mm-hmm. So that's unfortunate. It almost makes me think of um, Horton Years of Who. <laughs> uh, I I forgot what I forgot what the case was, but there's that I think 
it's a Congress meeting or a Senate meeting where they're talking about pornography and they're trying to define it. And the guy says, I can't define it, but I know what it is when I see it. And I truly believe that if we saw real child abuse and then we saw parents lovingly talking their child through coming out or sharing this uh, affirming like going through all the treatment going with them to appointments it it would be the same thing of like you know abuse when you see it and that would not look like abuse i mean look if you're trans your life is not going to be easy Mm -hmm. that is an unfortunate fact of the time that we live in Mm -hmm. so it sickens and disgusts me whenever the state actively tries to make it harder Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It really is <laughs> unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. yeah. Um, so, you know, hopefully just the fact that there are people in Texas who stand opposed to those types of things and that type of rule will prove out to be enough. Mm-hmm. Is that, is, that's my hope anyway. That's what I think. There are so many people speaking out against this right now. Pretty mm-hmm. much every major credible, credible. Yeah, credible. <laughs> credible medical and mental yeah. association is opposing this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nationwide are opposing it. Yeah. And that's my hope. And yeah. yeah. Like mo- the the headline is pretty much like whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. That, that's a good headline. Whoa. And um, so, um, Allison, your job is really hard. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even you made the comment about talking to John, saying you know we talked about racism for three hours. Yeah. I'm sure that that's exhausting, uh, worth doing, but exhausting. We talked about how we can support the transgender community. We talked about the difference we can make on the large scale, how can we and our listeners support you and the social workers you work with? Um, gosh. I truly think, like I said earlier, donating to groups that already mm-hmm. exist that are doing mm-hmm. this work, and when possible, like, um, take education on yourself. Like, learn yeah. about being an ally. Like, at mm-hmm. AM, I did, like, an Aggie ally thing, which I'm looking back and I'm like, wow, 2013. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sure. That. But I don't know. I think doing what you can to be an ally, doing what you can to support people already doing this work, even something small, like once I sent coffee, um, or Tiff Streets, I think, and coffee to the staff at Equality Texas, just because mm-hmm. I'm like, I know that this is mm-hmm. really hard for y'all. I yeah. Just showing people that are working with LGBTQ mm-hmm. folks that that they matter is it enough that because this is not an issue that everybody finds you know super important mm-hmm. it, but people care about people mm-hmm. so would it be enough to say that okay if showing monetary support isn't your thing yeah. if you don't if going to an ally class mm-hmm. doesn't you know, kind of turns you off for yeah. some reason is it not enough just to say put the person first and be empathetic I think that's lead with love yeah. Just start there. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what are you hopeful about mm. in the coming couple of years? Because you are in an interesting position where you have mm. seen legislation move. Yeah. And you're watching it in real time unfold. So over the next couple cycles, mm. what do you anticipate that is good? What are you hoping mm. for? Is it 
bad that I went to the like a negative place in my head when you asked that question. It's not bad. Yeah. You're really nervous. Yeah. That's not bad. I think that's just a reflection of like the climate we live in. Yeah. So for folks that don't know, they voted on new district maps in um, October. So a lot of people got gerrymandered out of their districts. Mm-hmm. Or um, there are going to be, I think that the there's going to be a shift and that there will be more Republicans at the Capitol, which isn't inherently a bad thing, but mm-hmm. I'm just talking about with the shift within the Republican Yeah, party, with the current I mean, narrative. And the, narrative yeah. But what I am hopeful about is honestly, I think I said this last time too. The younger generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so impressed. Dude, Super I, like, I'm not worried about social issues with them at all. Yeah. Oh, they are so. I feel like. Why does that matter? There's enough like, room. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like what? Yeah, whatever. Cousins, like we don't even think about it. Yeah, like, it's, it's not, not even something that. Come, and she's pretty. She's older for the younger generation. Yeah, exactly. So. So she still has a little bit of that chip on her mm-hmm. shoulder. On like, well, you have to use the inclusive like right. aggressively. Yeah. But even um, the people I've interacted with younger than her mm-hmm. are just like, what do you mean? This is what it is. Exactly. Like, I don't, yeah. What are you t- What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm super hopeful about, and I think sadly that people are getting more engaged because of all this stuff happening. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. it's a blessing and a curse. Of yeah. course, it's sad that this is happening, but so mm-hmm. many people are now paying attention. Yeah. So hopefully, that means more people vote. Yeah. Hopefully, or at yeah. least help, <laughs> like help in some way. Yeah. There are also some people that are in office that are younger that I'm kind of obsessed with. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing their skills grow. And, and not get mired grow. in controversy the way right. the politicians do sometimes. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's the, awesome. inevitably, the the youth become the leaders. Like that is just what happens. Mm-hmm. We need term limits. We do need term we limits. We need that. Absolutely. And just can we have an age limit here? I mean, if you're old Dude, enough, if you're past sixty, GTFO. Like just, I, that's. Pu- I was gonna say like forty eight. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, it would be a very different state people if we are. did that. Yeah. Dude. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I think the youngest person in the Texas Senate is. Like in their 50s. We don't have the youngest person. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That's a I, problem. I was going to back up to 50 after 60, but like, yeah. What? I guess, what? In, there might be someone in, their I guess in Texas, part of it is like, theoretically, it's not your full time gig. Exactly. Because um, so you're a normal working can. class. Right. Yeah. A normal, yes. A normal working class person. Oh, you can't be a legislator unless you have a lot yeah. of connections, a lot of endorsements, a lot of money yeah. coming in your Because that normal job you have, you have to miss yeah, like nine yeah. months of it. So. Yeah. What if we just like drew straws and like if you got the short straw, you had to go to like you you were in office now. Yeah. Exactly. Be, what if it, it did work that way? That'd be look, such a different situation. That's always been what I think. <laughs> kind of fun. Do. It'd be kind of cool. It'd Stuff be really would weird. change a lot. But yeah. <laughs> not always for the better, but sometimes. Sometimes it would be really good. At the very good. least, it would be a relatively equitable way yeah. to end up with a vast, mm-hmm. you know, majority of age, color, <laughs> yeah. gender, sexuality, stuff. beliefs. And what I think anyway. people need to know is the system is working how they intended it to. Explain yeah. that. I want people um, to know that. Yeah, so 
when Texas was created, they wanted it to be a very, very limited government. Mm-hmm. That's why we have session every other year. They only have it for 140 days. Yeah. You can't vote on bills the first 70 days. Mm-hmm. You know, over 10,000 bills are filed a session. Last session, only 1,300 passed. Like, it is not meant to be effective yeah. efficient. Mm-hmm. It's right. working that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, this is truly how they created mm-hmm. it. And then... I think with legislators being set up the way that it's set up, they have created a system where you have to be someone wealthy with a certain amount of power. Yeah, mm. and wealthy job. connections. Yeah, right. And to keep the job. Yeah, and then, and then you end up with wealthy interests yeah. and all of those things, which not inherently bad, mm-hmm. but it does lead to a very specific, mm-hmm. predictable, yeah. you know, pattern of governing. Yeah, and yeah. then you're going to treat female legislators like crap, so mm-hmm. only. 20% of the legislators are women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Women don't want to run. It's not an attractive yeah. job. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Hey, there you I, go. I wouldn't encourage a woman to do it. No. Like, it's, well, I would encourage a woman to do it. I just wouldn't, like, it's yeah, not an attractive job. Like, right. You're thinking, yeah, like, yeah, you're thinking yeah. it's like a toxic workplace. Yeah. yeah it's it like, why Why would I want is, yeah. the women I care? And women why in general, would why would I want you to do a job you hate? I mean, <laughs> even going back to just that, that dude shouting you down um, for no reason. What's his name, by the way? Can we, like, I, off air? Will not share. Yeah, yeah, will not share. <laughs> I, I just um, I just want to beat him up a little bit. Just like a small I want to use my toxic masculinity to teach him a lesson about We all have it. We just want to use ours for good. Okay, so this is seeing something can't or something people can do is come to the Capitol when there is an anti-LGBTQ bill Uh and stand with the LGBTQ families. I'll start tie-dyeing my shirts right now. And be like, I'll protect you. Like seriously be like a bouncer kind of show them that you're there Mm -hmm. to support. I feel the ethos and I, I even agree with it. Um this is a tough question to ask sort of by preparing for that type of interaction are you not encouraging that interaction true true like genuinely i know right i know what's gonna happen yeah like Mm -hmm. that's the reality because this is the like sadly we've lost a lot of decency and honestly after that person and i had that like verbal altercation yeah Mm -hmm. i want to call it like i now go in with like a certain I don't know, mentality that like mm-hmm. that might happen to me again. Yeah. Like, yeah. A situation where, you know, like I don't even think I told this story last time, but a different time I went and told a law enforcement officer about someone who was making extremely transphobic comments where a trans woman could hear mm-hmm. in an earshot. Like purposely doing it, yeah. right? Which is yeah. really petty Which is, and like you know, freedom of speech, but like there's there's uh, laws against provocation, yeah, right? Exactly. And that's yeah. hate speech. That's hate speech. Yeah, it's hate speech. But it's like, I'm, I have no problem being a Karen and going and telling mm-hmm. someone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when someone's being a dick. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's not safe. And that's yeah. not safe I was going to say it's not safe. Um, it's not safe for them. Mm-hmm. And you are instigating, which mm-hmm. is not okay. Yeah. So I, I hear you. And it's like, I agree. Yeah. When there are those things, show up in mass. Yeah. Lead with love. Mm-hmm. You know, don't provoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah just be be an yeah. advocate be you know you two are excellent examples of christians be the yeah. people that hey, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> salvation points embody the values that you're trying yeah. to bring mm-hmm. into the world exactly yeah yeah mm-hmm. well i'm uh, i'm curious about this last question because okay. um, we've asked it before but with the current circumstances I, I'm, I'm curious if the answer has changed mm-hmm. what does it mean to you to be a texan mm-hmm. 
a Texan, oh if you will. Uh, Thanks. Oh my gosh. It has changed. I think it's just mm. give a shit about people. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh. That's but I, all I yeah. ask. I love that answer though because it's yeah. it is a healthy disqualifier. That's truly yeah. what I want. Yeah. Like I do not care how you vote. I just want you to be respectful. Yeah. And like stop being so closed minded. Yeah. That's what being a Texan should be about is being yeah. supportive of one mm-hmm. another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no matter cre- no matter no matter the creed, mm-hmm. the belief, the gender, the age. Texas comes from a root word meaning friend, not enemy friendship state. friendship state let's get back to that yeah, yeah i agree bring back friendship bring back giving a shit and about that doesn't people. mean you can't disagree with people oh, totally. but there is a massive difference between disagreement and disqualifying mm-hmm. i agree yeah and respect mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. yeah okay well allison thank you yeah, so, much, thank for you your so time. much for your time i could talk thanks to you all day they, like yeah. can we just do a monthly or bi-monthly segment yeah. of okay. catching up with allison Hon- like honestly yeah i think should. that would be very helpful well, as i texted seth i'm i'm livid and ready yeah for this podcast, <laughs> for this podcast. Let's go. yeah absolutely. yes I hope, we want I hope it. you were able to get some some lividness out yes. um i empathize with you and i care about you and your, mm-hmm. you know, your and we support and you state. we we really do appreciate um, the work you're doing yeah you are you are a new mother you are a family woman you are making a difference in our state and i can't think of anybody who embodies mm-hmm. what it means to be a texan and to give a shit about you. people thank y'all i appreciate that awesome Bye, y'all.